Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcasts, blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represented within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now please enjoy the following podcast episode. Welcome to My AP Biology Thoughts Podcast. My name is Victoria, and I am your host for Episode 7 called Unit 7 Evolution, Evidence of Evolution. Today we'll be discussing four specific pieces of evidence for evolution, such as fossil record, biogeography, comparative anatomy, and molecular evidence. Now before we dive into the pieces of evidence, let's recap what is evolution. Evolution is a change in the allelic frequencies of the gene pool and is a continuous and ongoing process. The first piece of evidence is fossil record. It is the preserved remains of traces of any organisms from the remote past included both discovered and undiscovered. Fossil evidence can either be direct or indirect. Direct are body fossils such as bones, teeth, shells, leaves, while indirect are trace fossils such as footprints, tooth marks, tracks, burrows, and fossil record acts like a timeline. And different kinds of organisms do not occur randomly but are found in rocks in a consistent order. This is known as the law of fossil succession. Fossil record is also incomplete as it requires an unusual combination of specific circumstances for it to occur, creating many gaps in the fossil record. The second piece of evidence we have is biogeography. It describes the distribution of organisms over geographical areas both in the past and present. So it is like organisms located in one area of the planet are more closely related than those found in other parts of the planet. The third piece of evidence we have is comparative anatomy. It is a comparison of anatomic features of different species. And two key types of structures that support this are homologous structures and analogous structures. Homologous structures demonstrate a similar underlying anatomy due to shared evolutionary origin, but evolved into a variety of distinct forms or speciation due to the presence of different selective pressures. And the more similar the homologous structures between two species are, the more closely related they are likely to be. Analogous structures are adaptations that have similar features and functions as a result of exposure to a common selective pressure, but they have different underlying anatomies due to having unrelated evolutionary origins. So homologous structures have a shared common ancestor, while analogous do not. Then we have vestigial organs. They are homologous features that remain in the organism, but serve no function or purpose to that organism, but were once present and functional in their ancestors. And this is due to changes in their, env- in their environment that have caused these organisms to be rendered useless, and as a result, over time, have lost their functionality. And they show the evolutionary divergence of a species from past behavior activity. Then we also have comparative embryology. It is studying the growing embryo in animals and plants, how closely related organisms are, 
as they go through similar stages of development. Then for our final piece of evidence, we have molecular evidence, and it is identifying conservation in DNA and protein sequences as a basis for determining evolutionary relationships. So it is a comparison of DNA sequences and how they can show how different species are related. So the more shared or similar DNA sequences, the more closely related are and vice versa. Now let's go through through some examples. So our first example is the evolution of a modern day horse, which correlates with fossil rats. So you can see in the chart or in the picture that the original form of the first form looks like a deer. And as the years go on, it starts looking like a horse getting bigger and it's dots or stripes start to fade away. And then also if you look at the forefoot, the original or the first form had five parts to its forefoot. And if you look at the modern day, it only has three parts of the original. And horses were much smaller than they are today, but there was not a steady increase in size over time. Like Lula Nunapis showed in the diorama, a full adult size is actually smaller than its precedents. Now, the second example is about the distribution of marsupials around the Earth. This correlates with biogeography. In the picture, the blue line illustrates the distribution of marsupials around the world. The highest concentration today is in Australia. So the marsupial species that migrated there was free to breed, causing their populations to increase and diverge into a new species. However, the marsupials in the rest of the world or in the rest of the planet could not face the competition and died out, lowering their concentration in those areas. This is a perfect example of biogeography or the distribution of a species around the world. They were separated by continental drift as Pangea split apart. Now there's a variance in the dispersal of their species around the world with the greatest amount found in Australia. Now the third piece of evidence for comparative anatomy is this chart where it has analogous structures versus homologous structures. Now for homologous structures, you can see that from the human hand to the cat, the whale and the bat, they have two similar bones and they have the digits at the end. These are all pentatactyl limbs and they are all used for the same function, which means they must have shared a common ancestor. And then the analogous structures, you can see there are three different species, but they all have streamlined appendages or they all have the same basic structure, but they're all used for the same function. We also have a picture of a whale with the vestigial pelvis, which also proves evolution as a they have this bone in their body that, that is useless to them because they swim and they no longer walk. Then you can see the embryology chart and you can see how all the different species and in stage one look almost exactly the same, just different lengths of tail, but they all have a tail, limbs, a dark spot representing the eye, a small spot representing the heart, and a huge bulb at the top representing their brain or their head. Now, the fourth piece of evidence or the evidence of comparing DNA sequences shows different species with same alleles like cow, deer, whale, hippo. They all have the same T as you can see the light blue or cow, deer, whale, and hippo all have the same A in the last sequence. So these represent homologous genes, genes inherited from a common ancestor that mutate and evolve over time. And the degree of similarity between these homologous genes shows how closely related the species are to one another. Now let's connect these pieces of evidence into the greater picture of evolution. So first, fossil record. It reveals that over time, changes have occurred in the features of organisms living on the planet, aka changing the allelic frequencies in the gene pool. It also supports or suggests speciation through evolution, as changes to a common ancestor was responsible for the appearance of a later species. There are also transitional fossils that reveal integumentary forms 
that have occurred over time and taken within a species or genus. Biogeography, closely related or species, are usually found in close proximity to one another, and that fossils from these regions resemble or share similar features to present organisms. And this also supports the idea of a species sharing a common ancestor or lineage that they get to the modern day form they has to be in allelic frequency in the gene pool. Then for comparative anatomy, it is the presence of homologous structures and shared embryonic development between species, and it shows that they must come from a common ancestor, then the presence of analogous structures and vestigial organs reveal the role and influence of the environment on the organisms in the process of evolution. And for all of these to happen, you need a change in the allelic frequency for these newer passed down traits to appear. You see a common trend here? Then finally, for molecular evidence, it is the comparison of DNA sequences that, and they can show how different species are related. So the more different they are, those DNA sequences, that means there must have been a change in allelic frequency in the gene pool. Thank you for listening to this episode of my AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-ran podcasts, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thanks for listening!